guys, I am so excited for this week's interview episode. As I mentioned on last week's podcast, I'm going to be kicking off a round of amazing stories and interviews with some people who are absolutely crushing it in their respective industries. And I think you're going to be really inspired not only by today's special guest, Miss Amanda Ernest, but you're also going to love hearing in the next few weeks from some of the brightest minds in this space. So get excited. So today is all about one of my favorite words, and that is duplication in your business. And Amanda Ernest is my upline or my mentor, if you will, in my network marketing business. It's a makeup company, so we talk a little bit about that. And you've probably heard me talk about it before. But she's going to share some of the principles that have gotten her to the very tippy top of our company. She was the very first person to hit the highest rank in our company. She leads a team of over 20,000 people, which makes up 75% of our company. So she knows what she's talking about. And she's going to touch on some, maybe even some tough topics that are specific to the social selling kind of current buzzwords and I can't wait to hear what you guys think so (laughs) it's going to be a good one today get excited to listen in and hear from the fabulous Amanda Ernest hi friend welcome to the scale without social podcast Are you looking to build a long-term passive income stream without having to become an online influencer? Are you searching for ways to stay focused and spend your time wisely? I'm Heather, an entrepreneur for nearly half my life. My passion is helping entrepreneurs create simple systems and use time-tested strategies to take their business to the next level. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you break down those big goals and grow your business debt-free without having to sell your soul to social. In each episode, you'll have clear action steps and homework to hold you accountable to taking that next step towards your dreams. Are you ready to dream big, gain clarity, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook and let's dive in. All right, you guys are going to be blown away by the fabulous Miss Amanda Ernest. And it's kind of a big deal that she's taken time to share some of her story and the message that's on her heart and how she's built a massive network marketing business that has created an incredible residual scalable income that's honestly just getting going. She's five years into this business and I'll let her kind of tell more about her story. But essentially, Amanda is one of my mentors in Saint, and she's taught me so much about being an incredible servant leader and the principles that she's going to, going to share today through her story are just, trust me, friends, they are what you want to hear if you want to build and grow a long-term residual income. So get excited to hear from Amanda. Amanda, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yay. For those that are listening that don't know your story, give us kind of the backstory of like your bio, if you will. Okay. Well, it sounds great. Thank you again, Miss Heather. I, what a thrill, what an honor to be here um, with you on this beautiful podcast. So a little bit about me. I am a mom of five kids. We are sending our oldest off to college in about five, six weeks. And then our youngest is seven. And I have a background in entrepreneurship. I, once I became a mom, I wanted 
the freedom and flexibility of basically being my own boss. And I didn't want to have to take the, the baby into a daycare or anything like that. And the math just really doesn't even work out for young moms a lot of the time by the time you pay for daycare. And so I got creative and I along with my mom, started a traditional business where we sold baby blankets to high-end boutiques and even some big box stores. And that was really, really exciting. Did that for about six, seven years. And two more babies were born during that time. So by the time I was a mom of three, I really was feeling spread pretty thin. The business had grown and I as a mom of littles, you know, it's a lot having five kids, but honestly, a lot of days I, I sometimes wonder if being a mom of small kids, even if you have one or two littles, littles at home, like not school age is a lot harder. And that was the phase that I was in at this time. I had three, you know, one preschool, one toddler, one baby at home, trying to run my business from home. And I realized I just couldn't wear all the hats as an entrepreneur and a mom. And at that time, I chose to move fully into motherhood and close the chapter on my traditional business. It wasn't long before I had that entrepreneurial itch again, and I discovered the network marketing industry. And what's so cool about this business is, you know, when you do it right and you get partnered up with a great company that that has great integrity, beautiful products, a beautiful message, culture, strong leadership. It is truly a match made in heaven for somebody like me. So if you're listening to this, you're someone who wanted that flexibility, but you still wanted to have a life and you want to be able to work from anywhere, anytime and not really answer to anyone but yourself. Network marketing is perfect because The big company does all the things that I used to hate doing, like manufacturing drama and branding and creative and sourcing materials and hiring out subcontractors. For us, we had these sewing contractors um, that we would hire out, shipping, all of the things that just don't bring me a particular amount of joy in the nitty gritty of any (laughs) traditional business and every job, every business is going to have pieces of it. That is just like, I just don't like doing those parts of my business. I love what I do, but there's a little bit of a rut that we all get in. Well, when you're partnered with a great company in the network marketing industry, the company is going to do all of the dumb stuff, in my case, that I never found joy in doing. And what I get to do as, you know, a rep or consultant, distributor, whatever your company calls it, uh, we call ourselves artists, which is really fun. I get to do the stuff that really like lights me up in, you know, when I, when my feet hit the floor in the morning and I'm fired up, I'm excited to help women with their makeup. I'm excited to share the product line that we market. It's creative, unique, beautiful. It's a fun, creative outlet for me. And I have the community that, that I so wanted as a mom, it can feel kind of isolating. Right. And so I got involved in, in the business was involved first with a different direct sales slash network marketing company for about two years, made it to the top 10% of income earners in that company. In that time had some amazing mentors, 
learned a lot about the industry, stuff I never, you know, I never thought I would be doing this for a career, but it really is a kind of career that just kind of finds you. If you focus in on it and, and dedicate yourself to learning the skills, anybody can do this. It's hard work, but there's so many resources and find a good company and some decent mentors out there for you. And I truly believe anybody can make an income here. After a couple of years at my first company, discovering the industry as a whole, realizing that it was the answer to, to my entrepreneurial spirit, feeding that, you know, as a busy mom, as baby number four and baby number five were born, I actually joined my first company like this, the month after my fifth was born and our Hazel has just grown up the daughter of a network marketer. She's on every, you know, there's so, I love when my memories videos come up, Heather. Oh my gosh. And there's little toddler baby Hazel sitting on my lap or, you know what I mean? It's the best. And she's right there on my knee, right there on my lap in her car seat in the car while I'm doing a video parked in the carpool waiting line or whatever. And so at that time, I, I discovered that the, the company that Heather and I happen to be with now. And we've been here together for more than five years. So total of like seven and a half years for me in the, in the industry. And I'm super grateful for it. Oh my gosh. Well, I sure am grateful for you. And it's pretty wild that even though you, when you were with the other company and I know you loved your mentors, you loved the products, you loved all of it and probably never dreamed of, of stepping into something else, but, and we want to, I want to talk more about that in a second, but it's pretty amazing what you've built here. You now have about 75% of the entire distributor field in your organization. And you have just built this, this massive uh, culture of creation mode. Like everybody's just, you know, having the same type of joy that brings you joy in your business. That's what you instill in them. But there's one facet I know that we'll talk about that has been the game changer for your business, and that is duplication. And I know that's something you probably learned at your first network marketing company. And it's I know it's something that has served you and your example has served me <laughs> in building my business as well. But before we get into that, what made you decide to go all in? You could have easily done both of those companies or you could you know fall into the trend that we're seeing right now of people trying to sell all the things online. Line, but what made you decide to go all in with this company when you had some, some good stuff happening at the other one? Well, that's a great question. And I'm going to challenge one piece of what you said, like, like a coach and, and mentor needs to do, right? So Heather, you said you could have easily done both. So why didn't you? So that's a piece I'm going to challenge because it is not easy to do more than one company at the same time. I mean, most of our, most of our ladies, we're predominantly have women in our particular company, but whatever company you may be in, most people have a life outside their network marketing business. Most people have jobs. We have teachers, we have physicians, we have, you know, marketing consultants, we have all kinds of professions, lots of nurses. We have moms, you guys, five kids. Are you kidding? That's a full-time job. And so just even adding in the one company, it's a big ask for most people. And to do it in a meaningful way, that's going to create an actual career with a few years time of solid dedication to it is something that is not a lot of people can juggle 
you know, even two things, their regular life and their network marketing business, let alone two or three network marketing businesses. So when I first learned about our current company, I actually had used the product in the past. I had loved the product in the past. I had followed our CEO in the past in her blog. And so I was familiar some with what this was all about. And I needed like a little overlap time to sort of like, I needed an off ramp. So for a while I did keep my other account, make sure my customers are taken care of, made sure the people on my team were plugged into the upline mentors, you know, quote unquote above me so that I wasn't leaving them high and dry, but it just became very clear, very fast that my passion was going to be in the artistry and in the beauty industry. And I moved from like a health and wellness, sort of anti-aging space. There was a little bit of beauty in there too, but I knew, I knew that this uh, opportunity was something that I wanted to fully commit to. So in a responsible way, I sort of took that off ramp, got my, my people in company A taken care of the customer's team members, et cetera. And I decided to fully commit to the new chapter, to the new company. And the reason why is because I knew that in order to be really successful in this profession for what I wanted to create, which was a long-term residual income, a large team, 21,000 is thrilling to think about, but honestly, I feel like we're just getting started. I'm like, yeah, that's a good start. Kind of reminds me of my late mother-in-law who had 10 children, biological children, all birthed by her. Yes, my late mother-in-law. And she once said, I think when we were having, I don't know, we announced some pregnancy, maybe four, (laughs) something like that. We're like, we're expecting again. And she's like, this is a nice start. I'm like, four is a nice start. Oh my, but I feel like that sometimes I'm like 20,000 is a nice start, you know, and we just have the absolute world at our fingertips and there is no company, no product, no comp plan, no shiny object that at this point could dilute my focus from what we're creating into who I am so dedicated to serving here at my current home. And I've been teaching our ladies to do the same thing, to pick a home and live there because that's where that duplication really comes from. It's really hard in this business to do more than one company. Um, Not only can it be kind of confusing for your customer base, people who follow you, but it's hard for your team to kind of know what they're supposed to do. Now, every once in a while, we have people who, Sometimes we call these people unicorns, right? It seems like they can just do everything and they have a small army working for them as personal assistants and stuff. And they can social sell anything and everything. And those are some really special talents. And you know what? That is something to be celebrated. We want people to have success in a vision that fits their lifestyle and what it is they're trying to create for me and for most of my leaders here in my organization, we're looking to create that long-term residual income, the kind of income where 
you'd all rather have 1% of 100 people's efforts than 100% of your own effort. So I really feel like that's the difference between our affiliate marketers out there on the internet, social sellers who are just signed up with you know, any company that will give them a link and pay them a commission check, which again, it works for plenty of people. But for me, it wasn't what I wanted to create. I wanted to have that 1% of 100 people's efforts or 100,000 people's efforts so that I could go and go on Hazel's field trip or take my kids to the zoo or sleep in one morning or take a vacation and not check my phone and still get a paycheck. Into all of that. And I think one of the coolest parts about your journey and being able to watch you here uh, grow in that is you had that vision long before it was a reality for you. I mean, what your business looks like now, which again is just five years into this, I can't even imagine what it's going to look like in five to 10 years from now. And that's actually one of my favorite memories here at Saint was when you hit the top rank in our company. And I, I shot you a little text message, like, just how does it feel? This is so inspiring, so exciting. And you were like, I'm, this is just the beginning, Heather. I'm just getting started. I want to help other people get there. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my mind is blown. So I love that you were so inspired in that vision at the beginning. I mean, early on in your business and that inspiration was contagious to people just like you. So now in this environment, there is a lot of that kind of shiny object syndrome. There are a lot of network marketing companies that are using the buzzwords of like affiliate program or referral opportunity. Will you share your, your feelings about the difference between a, a typical affiliate program that like an online influencer might share, right? Where you just make the commissions versus a network marketing company that does involve all the beautiful facets of the industry, but that's kind of masquerading as a business model that's more tied to someone's personal effort. Oh, absolutely. And I love this question. So your traditional online affiliate programs you could be an Amazon affiliate. You can, you know, have an affiliate link for something from anthropology, you know, retail store that you love and you want to put on like a like to know it post, shop my outfit. They're relatively minimal in the uh, commissions that the these companies will pay out, especially compared to network marketing companies, which pay much higher commissions. But you can have a lot of links for a lot of stuff. In fact, yesterday I did a collaborative live with a different company in the beauty industry that a friend of mine started. They have a pure affiliate program. There's no, you know, sign up more quote unquote affiliates, wink, wink, and we'll pay you, you know, there's none of that. It literally, I have this link and sometimes people shop it. What What's cool about those opportunities is there are affiliate programs that can really enhance your exposure as a personal brand, and it can really help you build your network marketing business. You can take those eyeballs who are interested in the brand that I was collaborating with yesterday, let's say, and that's why I have a few other affiliate links for other links and companies that I like pure affiliate, because you get that exposure, you get a little bit of opportunity to grow, to connect with more people through those guys' platforms. And so in that way, there are affiliate, pure, true affiliate programs that compare nicely with one network marketer like opportunity, right? Where we start getting a little confused is when 
network marketing companies or direct sales companies, and basically they're the same thing, um, they start marketing their business opportunity as a quote affiliate program when really it's not, but it's kind of a buzzword. Like you said, Heather, or they'll say like their referral program, use my referral code. And really all that's doing is like putting a different packaging on the same price, (laughs) you know? And so I think too many network marketers kind of fall for that. It's almost like they don't they don't realize that what they're looking at is an, a competing business opportunity. And the problem with trying to do two actual network marketing companies, and there's a few things that can, besides we said the confusion for your distributors and your downline, um, now you as the entrepreneur, now you're looking at two company conferences, you're looking at two comp plans, you're looking at two onboarding training systems, you're looking at two sets of upline mentorship who might have very different outlook and style on things. You are looking at two Facebook groups, more group chats, more skills to learn, a whole new product line you have to become fluent in. And all it does is dilute your focus. It's so much more, a network marketing opportunity is so much more than just selling the products like you would with a traditional affiliate program. It's culture, it's personal development, it's leadership, it's incentive trips you're working towards. I mean, I can't tell you how many people we've seen, you know, who are trying to juggle two and their regular life. And, you know, our incentive trip comes out and then the other company they're with, their incentive trip comes out and they're like, I don't know which one to shoot for. And then guess what a confused mind says? No. And then nobody goes anywhere (laughs) and nobody gets to go on any trips, right? Um, Because it just becomes too much. And, And I cannot tell you how many times I have seen people within my organization in particular, and these are people who are top five, even top 1% leaders fall for that shiny object and they dilute their focus. Guys, When you wake up in the morning, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. You did not join another company and magically come up with an extra three hours a day to work that company. I mean, if you're having trouble building a legacy business in the current company you are in, please don't think for one minute that signing up for another company is going to make that any easier. It's just going to make it harder. And I think Heather agrees that when we see our our ladies in our organizations having big goals and having huge whys and wanting to go change the world, we want that for them. And we, we know that when we see people try and juggle too many things, a competing opportunity in this case that really does demand so much more time and attention than a, just a traditional little one-off affiliate link of something that's going to help get, get you some extra exposure, help you have something new to talk about from time to time, a little variety in your feed or whatever, or in the things that you like to share and promote. I've never seen anybody do it successfully. I've never seen anybody hit a top rank and create two legacy businesses at once. I once had a mentor say to me, you cannot 
uh, serve two masters in this business, right? And I know this is sometimes a faith-based podcast here, Heather, and that almost has a biblical connotation, like no man can serve two masters. And interestingly, this profession is very similar like that. Well, and it's honestly, I think for any business model, both network marketing and a traditional business, you kind of have to be married to it. And I think ultimately what's happening, and I've heard this analogy as well, when people are being approached for other opportunities within the same industry or within the network marketing industry under that guise of the affiliate or social selling. Oh, it's not another company. It's just a referral code. It's like, yeah. But a lot of times, like it's the kind of motivation behind that. It's like the same thing in a marriage where the grass, they think the grass is going to be greener and they kind of put their, their, their feet on both sides of the fence, right? They're like kind of teetering. And even if they say they aren't, I know that sometimes that can be the temptation because the business model for a network marketing company is founded in duplication, in leadership, in helping a lot of people win. Whereas a, an affiliate company or a beauty company, for example, or wellness company that chooses to go the affiliate route, it's to build their own business. They're looking at it more as a marketing or advertising initiative to get the word out about their company. And so I think what happens is you get that shiny object, grass is greener. Um, it's like the hot man, right. That that's wooing you with all his, you know, buying you diamonds and jewelry. And it makes you feel like your, your marriage isn't as good or as shiny when the grass is not always greener in, in any other, you know, business model, like you said, in traditional business, in every business, there's going to be the little facets that, that are hard and that's where we grow, but the shiny object syndrome, the grass is greener. What would you speak to that for someone who maybe has been approached to, you know, partner with another network marketing company or an affiliate program or social selling, what would be your advice to someone who has big goals in their current company, but is being enticed, if you will, by this adulterous <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> the adulterous. Oh, that's so funny. But it is kind of, it is kind of true. Well, I want to first just say when I was peeking over the fence, as it were, right? And I was seeing something that to me felt more authentic, more like a forever home. My mentors who genuinely are so fortunate to have so many amazing mentors in this business before I got here to my current company. And they were so excited for me. They cheered me on. They all told me to move, like pack it up and go build your legacy over there. Right. And they, like I said, they were some of my biggest cheerleaders. Many of them remain my customers now. Some of them are even in my organization and have since turned the chapter for themselves on our previous company. And so people who really, truly care about you are most likely going to recommend it. People who, who know what they're talking about. Okay. People who have been around the industry who have experienced remarkable success in the industry and are really fluent in this business, you're not going to see somebody trying to convince you to do more than one. Okay. If any leader really, really cares about you, they're going to invite you to pack it up and leave. Hey, and I know Heather, you just did that for one of your ladies. You want to share a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, there's an amazing leader that I know of on my team that kind of reached that top, you know, 5% ish rank in our company. 
And she's amazing, but she did kind of straddle the fence a little bit. She partnered with another company and she found it to be a better fit for her current lifestyle. So I sent her a message and I said, girl, I'm so proud of you. And I know that you're making the right choice because it would be so difficult and detrimental to either business for you to try to try to straddle that. And it is in the best interest of your current team and your customers to pass them along to a mentor that can help serve them like you did so beautifully with your business. And so not only do I support her in that decision, because we've built a friendship that will last long, you know, for, I mean, we'll hopefully Saint will be around for forever and ever, but this friendship will last forever. And that's the kind of leader that I know you've been to me. And I know that's the kind of heart that sometimes people have a hard time seeing when they want to make the decision to, to make those choices, right? Like they have a hard time seeing that it really is for them, that you want what's best for them. And so, yes, I, as, as hard as it is to see this leader go, I know it's a great fit for her in this company and I wish her all the best. Yeah. And And because you, I feel like Heather, because you sort of gave her that little, like just a little love tap, you know, like, and just cheered her on, like you go girl, you can do this, but go do the thing. Right. And sometimes I just, I find it so disappointing when I see leaders, sometimes even across companies, it's seasoned leaders, leaders who know essentially know better. And they sort of feed naive network marketers like, oh, you can totally do this at the same time. Oh, this is a different product. These are vitamins. So it's not going to conflict with your makeup. You can totally do too. You know what? Those leaders don't care about you. (laughs) They just, they just want you to join their team and they want to make money. And you know what? If they cared about you, they would invite you to stay where you are or invite you to consider moving. Um, I mean, there's just no, there's no fluffy way to say that, but way too many naive um, marketers or uh, new network marketers or people who just haven't taken a trip around the block per se enough, they totally believe. And I really feel like it's almost like, it's almost this maybe sounds a little harsh, but it, it almost feels predatory. Like these, these, you know, top earners and high level leaders, you know, and other companies just sort of like swimming around the pool, wondering like who, who can we sort of sell our opportunity to in this new package who will actually believe what we're saying that they can, they can do both. I just don't. To me, it's just really unfortunate to see, and I want to see people win. I want to see people have success. I want to see people who say that they're here to build a legacy business through that duplication, through that having lots of depth in their organization, that beautiful residual income that comes in where you make money, whether or not you had a video go viral and you sold a bunch of stuff or not that month. Because you have that 1% of 100 people's efforts. I want people who tell me that they want that. I want them to know that staying in one house is the way to get it. And anybody who tells you that that's not how to do it, they don't care about you. (laughs) Totally agree. Absolutely. 
So speaking of duplication, and obviously we've we've talked a lot about the importance of going all in wherever you are and finding your home, if you will. But what would you say are some of the additional principles that you have found to serve you in your business model or even in traditional business when it comes to duplication? Okay. Well, I think the number one, you're going to love this, Heather, mm-hmm. is it's got to be really simple. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of our favorite mentors, Bob Heilig, what does he say? It's got to be like a six-year-old can do it or something, something along those lines. Maybe we could go with like eight, nine or 10-year-old, right? We could like graduate it a little bit, but generally speaking, it's got to be really simple. You have to have a system in place. You have to have what we like to call third-party tools in place. People who don't know what to say or who maybe aren't, you know, the perfect salesperson, don't have any sales experience. You want something for the average everyday person to plug into, to get into the flow, get into the rhythm of the business, of the organization, and have the support and structure around him or her so that they can be really successful in what they're doing. That's going to be simple trainings. That's going to be not what we call fire hosing a person when they get you know, when they get here, it's so exciting when you have a new distributor show up and you just want to just give them all the knowledge all at the same time, because you want them to be successful. And way too often as leaders in this business, we end up just soaking them with like a fire hose and they are drenched from head to toe, knocked over on the curb like, and wishing they never did this because it's just too much. So, so little baby, small bites, slow and steady wins the race. Sometimes we like to say, go slow to go fast. This is a great principle in network marketing. I actually learned it in my first company. And that principle is just to really take the time to build a strong foundation with your people. As long as they're interested in building and they're calling you back and stuff. And sometimes we do, we sign up people and they're like, eh, I'll, I'll do, maybe I'll do something. Maybe I won't. I don't know. So especially when you get somebody who's like majorly here for it, that you are honoring that and you are doing your part as a leader to go slow with them. Make sure that you're connecting deeply with them. You're plugging them in. You're helping them stay accountable to their own goals and helping them feel really included in that valued part of the team so that you do have that longevity. So little baby, small bites. When a new person gets started, going slow to go fast and keeping it really simple, you know, so that somebody who is a full-time nurse or teacher or lawyer or accountant, we have a dentist on the team. She has her own practice. I mean, we have so many amazing people and backgrounds. Someone who's who's one of our more mature ladies, maybe someone who doesn't really know her way around social media or someone who's, you know, in college and just wants to earn some extra money, right? Something that anybody can can plug into is really important. I love that. And I know you're speaking right to the heart of the people who are listening to this podcast as a way to build their business without having to be an online influencer or without having to show up like that social seller. And I think duplication at its core, the go slow to go fast principle and keeping it simple, it can be done well at the smallest levels. And so I think people, when, when you kind of dive into that social selling sphere 
and social media in general, it's kind of built in volume when you say, whereas like what I'm hearing you say is you just take it in baby steps for each person. You build that relationship that's built on trust and then that, and you do that over time consistently. Right. And that's, and that's how you grow. So what advice would you give someone who is looking to duplicate their business model off of social media? Do you have any specific wisdom for that lady? Yeah, sure. I, I would say leverage the systems that are in place, network with people. I mean, I'll just say I, I do use social media to build my business. Most people do, but listen, some of the best people in my organization are people who I just connected with. I recently took a business trip to Utah and we hosted some of our ladies up at our cabin. It was a blast, but I kid you not, I ended up connecting with both a gal who gave me a ride up to the house. She was so cute. Her name was Deb. And also the lady I sat sat next to on the airplane. By the time we were done, I mean, neither of those people connected with me on social media. And they were both, by the time we were ready to part ways, they were like, well, can I, you know what, can you send me some information about that makeup? This is so cool. It sounds awesome. Or You know, sometimes I like to say, hey, can I give you a follow on Instagram? Are you on Instagram? And and I like to connect with them, you know, and follow up using social media. But initially, the connection is made what we sometimes call belly to belly, whether your kids are in sports, dance, other extracurricular activities. Maybe you're involved with your kid's school. Maybe you're a busy professional and you have coworkers. Maybe one of your best customers is an old childhood friend and she has some friends who want to learn about what you're doing or the products that you have. In our case, it would be makeup and we would invite that person to host a makeup class for us. We can do them on Zoom, Facebook, group text, so many different ways, any way that fits for you and feels authentic and easy for you. Like, like sometimes we do use that word fluent, any platform you feel fluent on, just use it, use it to connect with people, whether it is that belly to belly or calling people on the phone or whatever it may be. I love that so much. And that echoes a lot about what we talk about here on the podcast, which is the principles that scale and grow a business have been around long before social media. Social media is a relatively new addition to anyone's business model, but even like your dad, I know he's a, he's an entrepreneur and has built multiple businesses and has been such an inspiration to you. And so these principles that you're talking about and especially duplication and scalability, they absolutely can apply to someone who is looking to build their business offline. It does start, however, by building relationships and connections. Like you said, belly to belly. I've never heard that before. And I love that. That if you don't take the time to go slow at the beginning as a network marketing professional, as a mentor to somebody, and you're in there, let's say you are, you know, leaning more towards just, I'm just going to sell a bunch of product and hope that it works out and hope that people end up joining my team down the road. That might happen, and that would be awesome. However, it becomes very difficult to hang on to those people. It becomes very difficult to hang on to those customers. So for me, I would almost rather sell a little bit less product and have more attention to give to my customers so that I do a better job retaining those customers 
and getting those customers to come back forever because they are fully committed to this product that they love and they're never going to switch back to their old drippy flat face makeup, right? And And sometimes it does become difficult when you move out of the going slow phase, whether it is mentoring new distributors who come on your team. You don't take the time to make those connections. Sure, you've got a bunch of new recruits, let's say, but how long are they going to stick around if they don't feel like they really belong or they don't feel connected, they don't feel supported, plugged in? So it is, it's a hard balance. It's, it's amazing to, to post huge numbers. I mean, I would love to say that I could sell six figures in personal sales every single month. I would not be mad about that. But if you're like me and you're listening to this and it's all you can do to just hit some sales minimums to like stay active as a distributor, do not fret because the long-term income, the passive income is going to really come from teaching a lot of people how to do a very little amount of things consistently for a long period of time. Oh my goodness. That's so, so good. I actually did an entire episode on what that FOMO feels like, especially for someone who knows in their heart that they're not meant to be an online influencer, right? But then they see someone selling six figures worth of a product on TikTok or wherever it is. And then they get that little burn and desire to want to do it too, when that's not what it takes. I mean, you know, both of us have built our businesses, not selling six figures worth of makeup in a given month. And in fact, I have seen, as I know you have as well, that it can be a challenge to build the kind of relationships with the distributors and the customers who will ultimately become distributors at that type of volume. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'm, I'm so thankful for your insight and advice on this. So is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with in regards to duplication or your story or social selling and anything that you want to leave us with? I mean, I guess just to wrap up, I would just say in conclusion that there really is no one like one size fits all way to build this business. Sometimes in our company and our business on our team, we call this principles versus preferences. Okay. So for us, there are some principles in network marketing that are tried and true. Like Heather, you were saying earlier that this business has been around for, you know, hundred years, however long it's been around for. And there's a lot of principles that have remained steadfast and true this whole time duplication is one of them. Going slow to go fast is one of them. Not serving two masters is one of them. But preferences are really more of like, how are you going to build your business? So Heather prefers to build her business off social media, right? She's still following the principles, but she's doing it in her own way. And anybody who's listening to this, this episode today, I just... I want to commend you for, for doing your personal development for the day, for tuning into something good, for listening to something inspiring and valuable that hopefully you've learned something from. But I mean, I just would never want anybody to think there is just one right answer. We really just want to empower people with the principles and then essentially invite them to, to create within those principles in whatever way they see fitting for them. Some people 
might, might have a very different vision. You know, if people are doing like multiple companies and we have them in our own, in our own business and we, we support them as best we can. We support their teams as best we can. And we're cheering on everybody to have the success that they have defined for themselves what that's going to look like. So I just want to be really clear that if you're somebody who is wanting like Heather and I to build a long-term residual income through a legacy type of network marketing business and have a huge organization with lots of depth and thousands of people, then these are important principles to follow in choosing one company, being all in, being focused. Um, And if that's not you, though, and you're listening to this, we're cheering you on. We want success for everybody, no matter what that looks like for you. Amen. What a beautiful way to wrap up this awesome episode. And I have a feeling that no doubt people will get some valuable information for themselves, but even more so for somebody that they know. And so I definitely invite you listening to this, to share this with someone who you think would benefit from this conversation, because Amanda's wisdom, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast is some of the most exemplary leadership skills that I have seen (laughs) in my 40 years of my life. And I'm just so thankful for her and for her example. And I'm thankful for all of you listening to her today. And Amanda, thank you for your time. Well, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. How awesome was that, my friends? So if you were inspired by Amanda's story and you are looking to learn a little bit more about the Saint Artist Program and how it works and some of the income potential, I have shared in the show notes of this podcast a little bit of information in our Saint Income Disclosure, which basically just shares what the typical artist earnings are with our company. So Amanda is an artist X. I am an artist eight, just for uh, reference, for, for reference sake. Don't forget to go hop on into the Scale Without Social for Female Entrepreneurs Telegram thread. You can search it up there, or again, you can text the word podcast to 912-405-8912. So thank you guys again for listening, and hopefully this was as inspiring to you as it was to me, and I'm thankful for your time. Yay! Thank you so much for listening today. If you found value from this episode, it would mean the world for you to leave me a review or even better, click those three little dots on the bottom of your screen to share with a friend, sending you hugs and gratitude. Have a great week.